Hello and welcome. This is New Creation Common Prayer. Today we are called to worship with Psalm 1. The truly happy person doesn't follow wicked advice, doesn't stand on the road of sinners, and doesn't sit with the disrespectful. Instead of doing those things, these persons love the Lord's instruction, and they recite God's instruction day and night. They are like a tree, replanted by streams of water, which bears fruit at just the right time, and whose leaves don't fade, whatever they do succeeds. That's not true for the wicked. They are like dust that the wind blows away, and that's why the wicked will have no standing in the court of justice. Neither will sinners in the assembly of the righteous. The Lord is intimately acquainted with the ways of the righteous, but the way of the wicked is destroyed. Today's Old Testament reading comes from 1 Samuel 15, verses 1 through 3, and then verses 7 through 23. Samuel said to Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people Israel. Listen now to the Lord's words. This is what the Lord of heavenly forces says. I am going to punish the Amalekites for what they did to Israel, how they attacked the Israelites as they came up from Egypt. So go, attack the Amalekites, put everything that belongs to them under the ban. Spare no one. Kill men and women, children and infants, oxen and sheep, camels and donkey. Then verse 7. Then Saul attacked the Amalekites from Havilah all the way to Shur, which is near Egypt. He captured Agag, the Amalekite king, alive, but Saul placed all the people under the ban, killing them with the sword. Saul and the troops spared Agag, along with the best sheep, cattle, fattened calves, lambs, and everything of value. They weren't willing to put them under the ban, but anything that was despised of or had no value, they placed under the ban. Then the Lord's word came to Samuel. I regret making Saul king because he has turned away from following me and hasn't done what I said. Samuel was upset at this and he prayed to the Lord all night long. Samuel got up early in the morning to meet Saul and was told, Saul went to Carmel, where he is setting up a monument for himself. Then he left and went down to Gilgal. When Samuel reached Saul, Saul greeted him, The Lord bless you. I have done what the Lord said. Then what, Samuel asked, is this bleeding of sheep in my ears and mooing of cattle, I hear? They were taken from the Amalekites, Saul said, because the troops spared the best sheep and cattle in order to sacrifice them to the Lord your God. The rest was placed under the ban. Samuel then told Saul, Enough! Let me tell you what the Lord said to me last night. Tell me, Saul said. Samuel said, Even if you think you are insignificant, aren't you the leader of Israel's tribes? The Lord anointed you king over Israel. The Lord sent you on a mission, instructing you, Go and put the sinful Amalekites under the ban. Fight against them until you've wiped them out. Why didn't you obey the Lord? You did evil in the Lord's eyes when you tore into the plunder. But I did obey the Lord. Saul protested to Samuel. I went on the mission the Lord sent me on. I captured Agag, the, uh, the Amalekite king, and I put the Amalekites under the ban. Yes, the troops took sheep and cattle for the, from the plunder, the very best items placed under the ban, but in order to sacrifice them to the Lord, your God, at Gilgal. Then Samuel replied, 
Does the Lord want entirely burned offerings and sacrifices as much as obedience to the Lord? Listen to this. Obeying is better than sacrificing. Paying attention is better than fat from rams, because rebellion is as bad as the sin of divination. Arrogance is like the evil of idolatry, because you have rejected what the Lord said. He has rejected you as king. Today's New Testament reading comes from the book of Acts, chapter 9, verses 19 through 31. After eating, he regained his strength. He stayed with the disciples in Damascus for several days. Right away, he began to preach about Jesus in the synagogue. He is God's son, he declared. Everyone who heard him was baffled. They questioned each other. Isn't he the one who was wreaking havoc among those in Jerusalem who called on this name? Hadn't he come here to take those same people as prisoners to the chief priests? But Saul grew stronger and stronger. He confused the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Christ. After this had gone on for some time, the Jews hatched a plot to kill Saul. However, he found out about their scheme. They were keeping watch at the city gates around the clock so they could assassinate him. But his disciples took him by night and lowered him in a basket through an opening in the city wall. When Saul arrived in Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him. They didn't believe that he was really a disciple. Then Barnabas brought Saul to the apostles and told them the story about how Saul saw the Lord on the way and that the Lord had spoken to Saul. He also told them about the confidence with which Saul had preached in the name of Jesus in Damascus. After this, Saul moved freely among the disciples in Jerusalem and was speaking with confidence in the name of the Lord. He got into debates with the Greek-speaking Jews as well, but they tried to kill him. When the family of believers learned about this, they escorted him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace. God strengthened the church, and its life was marked by reverence for the Lord. Encouraged by the Holy Spirit, the church continued to grow in numbers. Today's Gospel reading comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verses 32 through 45. Jesus and his disciples were on the road going up to Jerusalem with Jesus in the lead. The disciples were amazed, while the others followed behind were afraid. Taking the twelve aside again, he told them what was about to happen to him. Look, he said. We're going up to Jerusalem. The human one will be handed over to the chief priests and the legal experts. They will condemn him to death and hand him over to the Gentiles. They will ridicule him, spit on him, torture him, and kill him. After three days, he will rise up. James and John, Zebedee's sons, came to Jesus and said, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. What do you want me to do for you? He asked. They said, Allow one of us to sit on your right and the other on your left when you enter your glory. Jesus replied, You don't know what you're asking. Can you drink the cup I drink? Or receive the baptism I receive? We can, they answered. Jesus said, You will drink the cup I drink and receive the baptism I receive. But to sit at my right or left hand isn't mine to give. It belongs to those for whom it has been prepared. Now when the other ten disciples heard about this, they became angry with James and John. Jesus called them over and said, You know that the ones who are considered the rulers by the Gentiles show off their authority over them, and their high-ranking officers, officials, order them around. 
But that's not the way it will be with you. Whoever wants to be greatest among you will be your servant. Whoever wants to be first among you will be the slave of all. For the human one didn't come to be served, but rather to serve, and to give his life to liberate many people. In the 
God's word shall not fail you. He promised, believe him and all will be well. Then go to a world that is dying, his perfect salvation to tell. The Nicene Creed is a statement of Christian faith that goes back all the way to the year 325. It is a recitation of the common faith among all Christians about the triune God, the world, the church, and our future hope. It holds a special place among Christian creeds of faith as the only creed that has been affirmed by the Protestant, Catholic, and Eastern Orthodox branches of Christianity. If you know it, feel free to recite it along with me. If not, take this opportunity to listen to the core of our faith that has been handed down to us for nearly 2,000 years. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead in the life of the world to come. Amen. And now let us enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you, wherever you're joining with us, to lift up your prayers, either out loud or silently, wherever you are today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church, both our local congregation and the church worldwide. Help us to be unified in our mission today and to be great co-partners with your spirit wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering today, whether sick, injured, or oppressed. Be with them, supply their needs, and bring justice today, we pray.
Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies, whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace and enable us to be peacemakers. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings, including these. And now let us pray the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with these closing words from Psalm 4. Many people say, we can't find goodness anywhere. The light of your face has left us, Lord. But you have filled my heart with more joy than when their wheat and wine are everywhere. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We'll see you tomorrow. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's song was We Turn Our Eyes, performed by Ryan Gage and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was read by Caleb Daniels. Today's Old Testament reading was by Caleb Daniels. Today's epistle reading was by Caleb Daniels. And today's gospel reading was by Caleb Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was created awesomely by Keller Gage. Today's devotion was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels.